made a set, and we just we had so much efficient in that 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 that, that the, the steamer got down on top of them, and, and uh, we ended up had to cut the barn out the next and let the fish go. But it bent the mass, let it come right on down to like a horseshoe. That's what, that's what it looked like. Hello and welcome to A Pixie from Kilmarnock, a program about the people, places, and history of the Northern Neck. I'm your host, Pixie E. Curry. The Northern Neck is the northernmost of three peninsulas that is surrounded by the Rappahannock and the Potomac Rivers and the Chesapeake Bay. People play on the waters of the Northern Neck with their motorboats, jet skis, sailboats. The festive weekends spent crabbing and fishing for fun and good eats. but it is not all fun and games for some people. There are recreational boats and there are the workhorse of boats and none was more beautiful than the Chesapeake Dead Rise, the queen of the rivers and the Chesapeake Bay. But the king would be the Menhaden boats. The men who piloted those boats had made many families rich and richer. Meet Captain Carl Curry, my uncle, one of the most notable captains in the Menhaden industry. A rarity in many ways. Now retired, I interviewed Captain Curry in March of 2021. He is what you would call old school because back in the day he started out fishing by hand nets. The hands of black men pulling the nets for white men's boats. Nowadays, Captain Curry keeps abreast on what is happening on the water by listening to his scanner. Keeping in touch with fellow fishermen, checking the weather, and predicting what might be going on with sets made by different boats. and mentoring the new breed of captains and encouraging the young black men who want to follow in his and others' footsteps. How many brothers and sisters did you have? You talking about total? Yes, sir. I think it was, I think it was nineteen of us. Nineteen children. Yeah. Yes. 
Uncle Carl, what what school did you go to? Well, I started off at Anna T. Jean Elementary, and then and uh, and uh, when I finished that, then I went to Julian Rosenwald High School. That was in uh, Beverlyville, just on the outskirts of you know of Reedsville. And of course, the school was segregated then. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Sure was. When we got a new school up there near Eastville, which was Central High, well, I never made it to that to that school because I would graduate. So your class was the last graduating class of the Julian Rosewall High School. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, my class was was the was the last one, and and. Uh, Morgan was behind me, and 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 he graduated from uh, from Central High School. They they moved up there in this year. What year was that? I think it was. Uh, I guess it probably was nineteen fifty nine. I think because I I graduated in nineteen fifty eight. Then the next school year, but they they was up there at Central High. Who were your favorite teachers? My favorite teacher. Yes. Well, I tell you the truth. Uh, uh, the agriculture teacher, Mr. Lindsay, and and uh, and then it was uh, came up here from North Carolina, uh, uh, Miss Jackson, and, and uh, she was you know she was real nice. And I got along with all of them, but I mean, them two were a little bit different. In what way? I don't know. I was just I don't know. Just you know, it was uh, sort of close and, and close to principal, but. Red Ruffin, I got along good with him. See, we used to do a lot of, you know, a lot of talking, you know, when we got chance. What was your first job? My first job? Yes, sir. Well, I tell you the truth, I, I uh, in the in the summer, I I I, I worked with your dad, Grandpa. I guess I, I worked with J.C. for. I don't know. I I, I know uh, two or three years, you know, in. You know, you know, up to then, then they would pick up stuff. You know what I, what, you know what I could pick up. But I mean, everything I did was was working on the water. You know, it had to do with you know, seed oysters and and, and and you know, and catching catching the 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 the, the, the big oysters in the Rappahannock. But I mean, I I never really I never worked for nobody. You know, like nothing. I did one winter there. I drove a truck for. Jimmy Kelly running the horses, you know, to to his uh his horse house. Most of it I did was, you know, it was working on a, on somebody's boat. When you were going to school or right out of high school, did you go on the boat? Did I go on the boat? Yeah, right out of high school after you graduated. I went on the boat before I graduated. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I graduated in in '58, and I went on the boat in '57. So you were working summer times? Yeah, they they, they uh, uh, Reverend Ruffin let them, you know gave me gave me my exam. Me, the, the uh, William Noah. Uh, 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 I'm trying to think. I can't call it the boy name now. He was that boy, but it was it was four or five of us. Because one of them, one of them boys just peaced down east, and then them boys didn't, you know, they didn't go early. School would be closed up. By the time that, you know, them boats left here, I go to Amagansen. But everybody else, yeah, we left there just about the same time. So he was allowing you to take advanced courses or take the courses you needed so that you could yeah, go to yeah, work. Yeah, 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 yeah. They gave me, the, you know, the test, the same thing that, you know, I would I would have gotten if I had saved that. Yeah. What was your favorite subject when you was in school? My favorite subject? <laughs> well... Mine was, uh, I, I tell you, too, I, I like agriculture. I forget, the, you know, what he used to, you know, what you know what we had in there, but I mean, I, I got a lot out of, lot out of that. And, and I tell you, too, and, and of course, uh, Reverend Ruffin, he used to teach a sociology. I like that. I mean, it's, it, it ain't everybody that can, that can, you know, that can speak to you and, and, and uh, you know, and you understand, you know, what they're saying. But, I mean, he was one of them kind. Most of the oyster houses and the crab houses and the fish houses, they were not ever owned by a black person, were they? No, no, they weren't. Yeah, I I, 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 I didn't pick crabs, but I, I, I cracked uh, 
a crack crack applause that one year down to uh, Jimmy Keller's dad. He had a white house and 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 and, uh, and he converted it into a crab house during the summer. And, and I picked crab down there, uh, crack claw, you know, just crack the claw. How old were you when you were cracking the claws? Well, I was I was pretty young, yeah. The only people I really remember that was uh, Ella and uh, Sam Pratt. He was down there, too. So were you, like, 10 years old or older or younger? How old would you say? 10. 10? No, I was older than that. Yeah. I went down James Wolf. There's an oyster house down there. It just struck me when I was at that particular oyster house how all of those big houses, you know, probably belong to families that own, you know, those oysters houses. And looking at all the people that worked in it, you know, if they ever got any of the benefits that such hard work working in those places, you know. Yeah, they, uh, uh, Trigo had a, had, had, had a house down there, James Wall. Is there like a crab house or an oyster house that's down in Calio or Locksburg or down in uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Reedville? In, in, in Locksburg, it, it was one down there. It was a crab house down there. Oyster house, too. Yeah. How many of those places like that you think in the Northumberland, Lancaster County area? Lord, I don't, I, I, I tell you, I don't know. It was, it, they were real plentiful. During them time, I mean, you know, it was, uh, Lord, it was oyster houses everywhere. But we know more oyster houses than crab houses. It was just, you know, just a few crab houses, but it was a lot of oyster houses. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, if, if you knew how to suck an oyster, you didn't have no problem, you know, getting a winter job. And and it was more oyster houses because it was more, the oysters were more plentiful than the crabs? Oh yeah, yeah. But during them time, they were, it, it was, uh, you know, like I said, it was, it was. Uh, uh, you had a crab house, a crab house in 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 Maratica, and one down here there used to be uh, uh, right behind a seafood, and uh, one old Reedsville Smith seafood, and and, uh, and I think it was, it, and it, it was one, it was one in one in Lossburg. Those are cra- those are the crab houses. Yeah, they, yeah, they were crab houses. But, I don't know of no the rest of you know. I know it was it was a uh, it was a uh, uh, it was one down there by the Coleman Bridge, and it was, then it was a black man had had one of the horse houses down, down there in the Chile. And I used to I used to go down there when I was working for Jimmy Kelly, and every now and then, and 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 uh, and Kerry Shuckler was down there to him. His name, he was, he was, his name was Cook. I, I don't remember his, his first name, but, uh. But he had his own oyster house, or he, was he selling oysters? Oh, no, 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 he had his oyster house. Okay. Yeah. Well, they used to hand tong for oysters, right? Yeah, yeah. Hand tong them and seeding them. We would make oyster baskets. God, we hated doing that. Ooh, man. But you're from a family of 19, and granddaddy and the majority of your brothers, they are watermen also, correct? That's right. You were a captain on a Manhattan boat? Yeah, they they, uh, they gave me a boat in, in, uh, in, in 89. I, I got that boat in. They uh at that time the 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 crew was on strike for more money and because I I was I was made at the time and and uh, my captain called me and told me that that to bring what men I had I I didn't have but two you know that I I knew that was old you know with me and he told me that that the boss man had had a bunch of men lined up. To come on the boat that night, so anyway, I I called them to, and we went over and uh, and I think that's Friday, and we were we made a set, and 
we just we had so many fish in the net that that that, that the the steamer got down on top of them and and uh, we ended up had to cut the bun out the net and let the fish go because it bent the mass let it come right on down there like a horseshoe. That's what that's what it looked like. Wait a minute, I want to make sure that I understood what you just told me. You caught so many fish in your net that it bent the mass. Yeah, this, to- this, 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 this was the man that the captain that I was made for. It, it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it bent the mass. But what happened, you know, in other words, the boat got on top of the fish. Uh, you know, it was it spread out. You, you know, you get a lot of fish in yeah. there, and you got a lot of net, in the, you know, spread out over the water, and the, and the boat got on top of it. And, and uh, that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, well, what, what really happened was that, when the, you know, the way the tide was running, whether the tide just cut the boat on top, you know, and not really, and it uh, couldn't get off of it. But, uh, you know, at that time, <laughs> he, was, he was trying, but it was too late. You know, then, because it wasn't a whole lot you could do, but uh, mm-hmm. ended up getting that in the wheel, so he just, well, he, he, so he, could, he couldn't run his, his main engine. Is that the boat that you became a captain on? No. Uh-uh. But you just left but, that boat. I, I was, I fished on that boat that I became captain on with, with, with uh, Captain Kenny Davis, but that boat was down down in Louisiana. And that, that, that same Friday, when we got to the dock in the, in, in the the boss man helped me bring some. Helped me bring two stern pipes, one for each boat. And uh, and he told me, he said, Carol, he said you the owner's mate over here that tried to get you men back, and which I did, cause what he had on that, what, what we had was in such bad shape. I I, <laughs> I said, I said we'll never make it like this. And I I got in my truck and we come in that night and. And got on the road, and I got up, I got everybody back except all of them back except three men. And and uh, and then that Friday, and of course we ended up with a, we had a great big week. And 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 when he helped me, the boss man helped me bring them stern pipes on. And he told me he said, "Carol, said you the only one that that interested in trying to get your boat out." And he said. Nick boat become open. He said, you're going to get it. He said, right now, I'm pretty sure that we're going to bring the dumpster back up here. And she yelled if you want it. And that's, and that's how I got that boat. You are listening to A Pixie from Kilmarnock with an interview with Captain Carol Curry, one of the first black captains of a Midhaven fish boat. Captain Curry helped pave the way for others to achieve the still slow possibility of piloting a commercial fish boat. When you got the Dempsey, was it an all-black crew or did, was it an integrated crew? No, I, I, I had all had all all black crew. I mean, I said, you know, the men in the boat, the, 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 the chief and second were white, and the pilot was white. That's that's the man that was on that. He, we, we were you know, on the boat together with uh, the time that, uh, that that the mayor's bent on that big set that we had, and, and he went with me. And he stayed with me until uh, he, you know, he retired. But that was uh, let's see, I don't even remember that when uh, when when he retired. But I, I think it was that was during that was during the strike because we had to go in in uh, I, I I teamed up with uh, with Kevin Kennedy Davis and and uh, and uh, uh, we'd only share water with him and finish up that season. That was uh, I think that was in in in. Uh, let me see. I'm getting old now. I can't think. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's it's not important. You know, it's not. Yeah, that's not important. Yeah, but in a way, uh, uh, that's what I did. In in uh, most all the captains that that came back during that strike, cause that's what that's the only way they could get out there. They had to they had to team with somebody else. When was the strike? What year was that? Can you remember that? That was 
uh, 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 I think it was in, in the sea. That strike was, it could, could have been either, either 89 or 93. So what was the strike about? They, they, they were trying to get more money. And, and uh, all them officials from from, uh, from Houston had come up here and they told us in a meeting, they said that they, that they definitely wasn't going to get no more money. And the men, you know, kept holding no point. They wouldn't, they wouldn't go on the boat. And so, and up, well, well, I tell you, too, that, that was a, that that was one of the, I, I said, the biggest season I ever had. So the biggest season you ever had, was, they had yeah, a strike. Yeah, during, during that strike, we, you know, because we had, uh, I, I tell you too, I think we caught, I think we had seven to nine million that that, 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 that season. Of course, I mean, you know, that boat, you know, carried right many fish. Yeah, but uh, we caught a majority of them on, on the show up in New Jersey. But, but it really was, you know, it, it, it was a really, you know, a good year. And I, I, you see that some of them guys out on weekend, and I pleaded with you know to come on back. And I told them, I said, you ain't gonna get no more, get no money this year. I said, you be better off if you come on back. And they, they had gone up there to, to, uh, uh, well, I can't call the name of that town now, but they were, I think they, I think they were working in a, in a, in, in a, uh, a, a meat pack, packing plant and a, in a, in a pickle place, uh, uh Bowling Green. That, 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 that well, some of them, you know, and I tell you the truth, uh, one man that I, I got on that, what happened, we had nine million, almost ten million on the page. But Uncle Carl, I, I got to ask you a question. So the strike, what was the uh, organization? Was like the Commercial Watermen Association? I mean, who was a union? It was it a union? I didn't know there was a union. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they got a union. You know, they 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 formed a union after that. Uh, uh, I think they called. I think they called this. this, this, this I believe it's some kind of wildcat. But anyway, uh, Kenneth Panker, he was he was ahead of it. You know, here. I I, I tell you too, but I think uh, they they at first they went by. I, I believe it was Reedsville Fishman's Association. That was that was he called it. But uh, he had, you know, he had a big shot from the, you know, from the main, you know, main union, you know, used to come here and, you know, back them and, you know, told him, you know, would tell them what to do and all. But I mean, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have no fault against, you know, what he, what he was trying to do. I mean, in other words, I'm trying to, I'm going to look out for cow. I, no way! I don't go walk around in the land. <laughs> and not think he was dying. Yeah, I understand. And, and the only thing about that is, you know, during that time, the boat was fishing. They went out there. You take all them. We we used to meet at the at, at that large hall in in, in Fairport, and uh, and they was up there for a couple meetings. And next thing I know. Last time I was there, there wasn't either one there. And them boys went on the boat. That's just what they did. They went on the boat and, <laughs> and left all the, all the black boys standing around, walking around up there. And uh, and I called some. Uh, I called uh, uh, one of the men. That, I mean, you know, me and him were pretty tight. And he said, "Man, I said no. He said if you hold on a little bit longer, I said look. I said." Y'all can hold up till hell freezes over. I said, but you ain't gonna get no money. He, he, that's what they done already told us that. And so I, that, that's that's when I, you know, when my captain called me and told me, but what they, they said, the ball band had some men, and I tell you right now, I, that night I was on the boat. Yes, sir. But uh, how many black captains did you know of before you became a captain and after you became a captain? Well, I, 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 you know, I, I didn't know too many up there. The only one that I knew up there was, uh, in a couple of years over to uh, Standard Product. And, of course, I mean, we really, all the, all the black captains that, that they gave the boat to, I mean, we, we, we didn't have nothing to fish in. We, we could, you know, them old boats were old and all, but that, that was a... Uh, uh, Shatterack Kane, uh, 
Lions Deliver and and uh uh your granddaddy uh Captain Hill uh Captain Charlie Weston. Well I, I I really didn't know too many of them, you know, you know, down in the Gulf, but uh, uh Captain Charlie Lee Forrest I I got to know him, you know, pretty good. And uh but it was it was like I said, it was it, it was right many of them down there a year ago. All, all them names I was giving you, like 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 you you granddaddy and Shadrach Kane and all, and they were we were over at the Standard Product. I mean, we didn't have nothing. We couldn't we couldn't compete with them. That's what them boats were. They had they had those sub chasers or mine people. That was we used to call them. And, but uh, across the creek, where I got the boat, I, well, I was the first black one, and uh, and we just got another one for this year. And, and, and that's that was Kirk Lee, and and, uh, and Kirk, I ended up when when I uh, the party that I had on after after HB retired. And I, uh, Jackie Blunt, I couldn't make it with him. I went over and talked to Kirk, and Kirk went on there with me. And he, and he stayed there, and, and, and Kirk was, he really, you know, a really good man, and they gave him a boat for this year. But uh, like I said, I, I, the two of us, we, we, uh, we've been the only two uh, blacks over there, only two. That's you and Kirk Lee. That's right. And uh, Mr. Dunaway, Mr. Virgil Dunaway, was yeah, he they, was he a captain? Yeah, yeah, but not up here. He was he was down in the Gulf. Okay, got you. I understand. Yeah, he, he peaked in the Gulf. Like I said, Charlie, Charlie Lee Forrest peaked in the Gulf. Charlie Lee was he was one of the top dogs down there. He caught a lot of fish in Dunaway. He fished down there too. He didn't, you know, he didn't fish up here. But he came on. He came, he came on and, and filled in for some of them fellows over there, over there, standing proud. But, uh, but you know, I mean, you know, he never fished no boat up there for a season. You know, for a season, he he always he fished for seacoast. Uncle Carol, with all the well, I guess it's the seasons that made the men from the northern neck go down to Louisiana to fish and then you know, then they will come back and wait for the next season. What do you think made the decision for them to move away with, to uh to fish in the Gulf than uh than in the bay and the rivers? Is yeah, it well, more money? What 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 do you what why well, they caught it, you know, really at that time, you know, uh, you know, the modern years, I mean, they they uh they made more money down there and they paid more money down there than, than they, they, they did up here. The technology that the boats are using now versus to when you first started out. Well, I tell you, I first started fishing in in uh Nineteen fifty-seven, and that was the last year that 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 the boat carried wooden bird boat and and cotton nets. And every day when you got in the fishing, you had to pull that net on top of the house and and, and saw the down there like you were putting up a can of fish and, and pull it back in the boat. And then in the morning you you get up real early and. and the same center and the and the ring center and one man and, and the risk it was me that my first year that I, that I went fishing you pump that brown in the in, in into a ten quart bucket and then they would pull that all over the net it, I mean that was every morning that's right put it on the on, on top of the uh, the, uh, the house on top of the, the, the after house you know where the main engine was at pull that old on, on top there every day when you got finished fishing clean it out the, and and uh pull a little bit back in the boat and then you stop then and and and, and salt and put a layer of salt over the whole net then you pull a bit more in there and do the same thing so you got the whole net back in there 
But I mean, when you got plenty of fishing for the day, you had to pull that net on top of the house every night and clean it out and 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 salt it down. But with that salt, you know, kept that kept that twine hard. But you know, it wasn't nothing but you know, it wasn't nothing but cotton. And then the next year, in '58, then they they came out with the aluminum purse boat and power box and nylon net. And that that really made a difference. But it's, it's, I mean, what I thought it off in my daughter, it's even fishing now, to so what it was when I first started fishing, you know, I can tell you right now, you had to go up there and, you had to go up there and, 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 and each band had to throw the boat an hour, you know, day and night. Yeah, you had, you had about 16 men in the crew then, get it back by hand. So now finding where the schools are, they're using planes and and scopes on the on the boats now, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They have they have those all them boats. They got sonar equipment on them now. They can they can. Uh, I think they can they can find the school of fish at least. Uh, we show them at least if they ten miles from it at three hundred sixty degrees. Yeah, but they you know they put. They putting new equipment, more equipment on them every year. But I mean, they you know they really got they, they really got some equipment on them now. I'm gonna tell you right now. What do you think was the difference between being a black waterman and not a black waterman? Well, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what the man told me when I when I, when he gave me when Peck Humphrey gave me the throwing. He, he told me he said, you know you got two shreks against you when you come to the plate. <laughs> I said, you won't have to tell me that. I know that. <laughs> he would tell me in so many words that I didn't have but one chance. <laughs> right, but, you know, he wasn't like that down in Louisiana. But, I mean, the old fellow, I mean, you know, they caught some fish, but, I mean, really didn't, it didn't change until these, these, uh, like kept my own Ripley and, and, and Fred Hannett when they left here and they when they went down there because them them them, them fellows down there shit, they they never left the dock until sun up and uh our Rip Ripley them changed that my God by the time when the sun came up they'd be almost loaded yeah they had the same equipment as, 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 as them black fellows had on the boat down there. But uh, like I said, but they, they wouldn't leave the dock until the sun came up. Yeah, so and, and them them fellows, them they changed that. You know, what, what I'm saying is the boats had the same kind of equipment on there, but them fellows, they, had to, they, they were there at the dock, and they, and they wouldn't leave to go out until after the, the, the sun was coming up. A lot of times, you know, they, they leave in the middle of the night. It, it, you know, they had a long run, but, but them them fellows that, that, that live down there, they wouldn't do it. Yeah, well, I mean, in other words, when they, when they, they, they knew where the fish were going to be at or, or where they left them at, and, they, you know, they tried to be there, the, the, you know, the next morning daylight, if they could get the fish out in time. That's that's what I'm saying, and it, and it made a, a big difference. Cause like I said, them fellows went down. They left here and went down there, and you never even you never heard talk of no sixty and sixty-five million and seventy million until until the, them fellows went down there. If they worked on you worked in the area one day, and and then and all the way the next day. I mean, you know, if he could get his fish out in time, and and and, and he had a good idea that the fish were gonna show in that same area or or. or Somewhere not far from it, and they tried to be there. You know that they looked out for. I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. This sounds like they were piggytailing off of other watermen, and they were scooping up the big halls. You going there thinking that you were going to find a big school of fish, but they've already gotten there because they knew when to go to get them. They knew that they had, you know, certain amount of hours to run, and, and, and they had their fish out. They didn't hang around. I'm telling you right now, they would leave. Yeah. What was your first memory of racism? Well, only thing I can tell you was that I, when I tried to, 
<clears throat> when I tried to get a boat, the first time I tried to get a boat over there, and the man that was that 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 was, was running the place, Captain John Deal, they 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 fired him, and he had told me that I I I don't have no boat open for for this year. He said, but I I guarantee. He said I'm gonna have one open next year, and and and, and you'll get that boat. And and anyway, they 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 fired him and. Uh, and Matt Covington took over, and so Captain Kennedy was carrying me in there. I was mate for him then. He carried me back in the office again, and the first thing he told me, he said, well, sir, you got three ahead of you. And so Kennedy told him, sir, three ahead of him, sir. Captain John had already promised this man a boat, but, uh, you know, I, I, I knew that. I knew that I, I, you know, I didn't have much of a chance until somebody else got in there. And so then he had a heart attack one Sunday evening in, in, uh, and passed on. And then, then, uh, I think, I, I, and then I think other, uh, uh, the boy that's in real estate now, Steve Jones, I think he took over in, uh, and, he was the one who gave me the John Dempster. But I told him, I said, I told him, but you know what had been told to me? He said, yeah, but this is Steve Jones now. He said, when I tell you something, he said, it's going to happen. That's what he told me. So there was that one person that decided he wasn't going to give you a boat that's after right. you had been promised that's a boat. Yeah, right, yeah. But then another person came in too. And and you got the boat. Yep. What person, as you was growing up, motivated you? Well, I tell you too. Uh, it really, this this was something that uh, I used to always when I was when I was clear apart with your dad and all showed that sometimes and they would pass so about. They had to so close that they had to they they had to pull off, you know, keep from cutting his pots off. And 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 I I always had it, you know, in my mind that that I was I was going on one of them boats, and and that's all I had on my mind of, of you know of getting one, being a being a captain. I really did, but I mean, you know, I never. I never broadcasted around to nobody, but that that was always on my mind. You saw yeah. a boat that made you want to own a boat and be captain of it. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I can remember Daddy talking about the boats that were coming to almost cut his lines. What you want to tell young people? What's a life lesson <coughs> that you want to? I tell you, Drew, it ain't much I can say because that the, the breeze that 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 aboard that now, in other words, they would they wouldn't do what we did. They they you know they 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 they, they are not going to do it, and I mean, and they they making a whole lot more money than 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 than, than uh, I made when I first saw fishing. I mean, a whole lot more. You know, right now, I mean, these, these, this generation now, this young generation, I mean, my God, they don't, they, you know, they really, they don't want to make a whole lot of sets, baby. Three or four sets is all they want to make. It didn't, and it's just, you know, it, it's, it's altogether different. What's your favorite food? Favorite food? Yes, sir. <laughs> What's your favorite food that that is that's uniquely the northern neck, or just what is your favorite food? You can name as many as you want. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I like seafood, like you know, <clears throat> crab cakes, shrimp, oysters, and uh, well, <clears throat> chicken is not too bad, but uh, turkey. I, I ain't much on on that turkey. I don't care a whole lot for that. 
Do you like sugar toes? Yes, my Lord. <coughs> Lord, I ate a minute one of them. I remember years ago when Daddy had that little little swatch trap out there, Hewley Point. He go, he 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 go and fish that in the morning and load the boat, bring her back to the dock, and then tell everybody in the in, in the community they can go down there and get what they want. But now, I tell you, they are. Say Russian? Granddaddy, you talking about Granddaddy Kerr or Granddaddy Hill? I'm talking about Granddaddy Hill. Okay, his Granddaddy Hill, his brother, which brother? Uh, John. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they went together. Granddaddy Hill had a boat called the, the uh, uh, Miss Shirley. Shirley May. That's right. Said it was the fastest boat on the river. Yeah. yeah. I'm the daughter of a waterman, parents that are children of watermen. You just can't get away from it, don't want to get away from it. Yeah, well, that's all we ever done. You know, in my family, on the water, I mean, daddy, daddy, uh, before he went on his own, I mean, he worked on a farm. And and then he he, he trapped up there on the Potomac with with, uh, Captain Brown Carter. and after that, so you know, he he went on his own. He just kind of caught a building a boat, and 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 uh, he was on his own until he, you know, he until he got off the water. Is any of where he used to dock? Is there anything still there, or is the houses built on the shore now? No, I ain't been down there for so long. But it, you know, they they uh, they told him that he had to move that dock. So then he he put a he got he got a skiff that I had and and, uh, and the one two pot that he was fishing and he, he fished in that skiff went up the creek that went at the head of the cove there and that's where he kept it at and and they then the Carter built a I think it was Merlin that that, that that built a house right there you know where he used to dock at on that property Captain Brown but he gave, he gave there the lifetime rights there. You know, he would he wouldn't sell him you know no land, but he gave him lifetime rights there. So having rights to dock your boat was getting hard for some of the men. Stuff would get stolen, go down and they was taking the pot bait. Yeah, yeah. Being a black waterman, especially an independent black waterman, was hard. I'm sure. Oh uh, you know, yeah, yeah. But you know they didn't do that to white people. Mm-mm. No. That was our people doing to us. Right. When you were young, where you used to go to have fun? To have fun? Yeah, where do you go? <laughs> well, during them times, there was a lot of little places, open little shop, open, you know, just like uh, Miss Annie. I don't know where, I don't know where you know anything about that or not. I, I don't. You go ahead and tell me. <laughs> you know, we call it Simon. You know. We right across the road from where, you know, uh, 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 you know, Joe had his place at. I'm talking about, you know, it, you know. Oh, you talking about uh, uh, where Thornton North yeah, used to was, be at, yeah. and then right across the road, yeah, used to be, yeah, yeah. yeah that was Simon, Club Forty Eight, up the road there in uh, Ellis Hogan. Used to run that, yeah. and and Miss Alice White was she had a she had a shop right there. Next to him, uh, she used to uh, she used to, to you know to you know sell uh, fried chicken and ham sandwiches. And I'm telling you right now, she had a big business. A lot of people bought stuff from her. And God knows she could cook. Yeah, that, that was a 
said, you get up there, place uh, going down to going down Murata, that that old food sandwiches and stuff. Uh, too, I think she was. Uh, I think she was a Mitchell, but it was you know really. I mean, it was a whole lot of places. Go to church, LB. Oh yeah, yeah. I used to go there and laugh at breakfast, move the dance. <laughs> yeah, my God. Yeah, they were the good old days. Yeah, I heard about them. <laughs> I heard about them. All right, I'm gonna let you go. Get yourself something to eat. Rest up. You know, you know, you can always talk to me. Yeah. I thank you so much for doing this with me, yeah, yeah, well, You're certainly welcome. Love you. Love you too, baby. My name is Matthews Gaskin Jr. I am affiliated with the fishing business, commercial fishing with Omega Protein. I was born in Weems, Virginia on 1956. Your Uncle Carl first in the homeless until 2021. I always commend him because Carl was in a white man's world up here. He was the only man of color, but Carl did well every year. Carl Carl maintained a, a over a 40 million average. He uh, he kept a good crew, and on the bay, those guys had had they did have good boats, and all of them had good first boats. But Carl used to always get the short end of the stick. Carl used the knowledge that he had from fishing to go to different places to go fishing. Carl could be by himself at a place fishing. And the planes would actually see fish there. But Carl would catch them on his own. And, and then he would come in to unload. And then the planes would tell, well, I'd like to get two, two or three boats over here where Carl was. You know, so that already tells you that, hey, those fish were there when Carl was there, but he had no help from the planes to catch them. But now he wants three more boats there so that they can come over and load and come to the dock. So That's he, what... he had to go through that his whole career. Hmm. Yeah. Racism is ugly. Just ugly. It really is, baby. I was a very young young boy going on the fish boat with, with, with older guys. I was uh, 17 years old when I did it professionally. When you were on any of those boats, did, were there shanty singers? Oh, yeah. Well, we had shanty singers in our crews that weren't shanty singers. But, boy, they were the best shanty singers that you ever wanted to hear because they could sing. So that's another thing that, you know, when the shanty singers got together, Back in the day when we didn't have the power blocks and we had about 20-some men to the boats and they had dry boats in the net, they were catching very few fish, but all of those men had to pull those nets. And just with that hard work of singing from black men, we always kind of ease the pain and make the job a whole lot easier, especially with that harmonizing that they would do. And I had the opportunity to be in crews, and uh, it was something like the military, you know, when the guys uh, are marching, drill instructors singing, and of course they are backing them up. Fishing was the same way, and they called it uh, shiny, shiny singers. And uh, it was, it was, it was really something, something to hear. Because at the time when it first started, I, I didn't know that I was looking at history. Just thought it was something that they did on the fish boats. Like I went on the boat when I was young uh, with my father, 10, 11, 12 years old. So, and I, I and I saw that going on. And they always had, it seemed like every crew always had a singer that would start it off. And then the rest of the guys would, you know, they would come in with the background. Like Temptation, mm-hmm. four times. And, and that was a, man, I tell you, that was a beautiful thing. And now, now the young guys, now they'll, they'll do some rap now. That's a, I don't think they'll ever have the rap singers fishing, but now, like I said, with less men, but they still, they still got a, got a, got a lot of trash talkers now, and it makes the job easier. And they have the, the things that they say, but the, the chanting and the chattering is something that makes the day go by. And once they start, everybody will join in. 
and, and it really does make the job easier. Both commercial fishing and the Manhattan industry are suffering. Climate changes and pollution are main factors, as is over-harvesting. Overfishing has threatened the life of water life, dependent upon the Manhattan fish for their food and the survival of the bay and the gulf. It also threatens the livelihood of the people who captains and crews the Manhattan boats. The world on the water is changing, but there is still the allure of high adventure. That is part of being black on the northern net. Captain Curry was once the Grand Marshal for the Blessing of the Fleet held every spring in Reedville, Virginia. The event is held to bless crab potters, pound net fishermen, menhaden fleets, and recreational boats. The Northern Neck Chanty Singers have performed there. The event also memorialized those who lost their lives at sea. The music is by Robert A. Hall. This is dedicated to the men who lost their lives while harvesting the waters. Thank you for listening.